0: The Links and Locks Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yes. dinner. <laughs> Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets Podcast. The last of the 2022-23 PGA Tour season. That's right. We finally reached the season finale of the Tour Championship is this week. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everill from Golfbet. And yes, we will finally converge upon East Lake Golf Club to find a winner this week of the FedEx Cup and then, you know, we'll we'll take at least what 2-3 weeks off until we get into uh the next season that's not a season i we'll we'll deal with that when we come to it as the uh the the next a little bit in the fall isn't part of this season isn't part of the next season but let's focus on the task at hand before we get to the tour championship benny uh first a reminder of course that the links and locks podcast is proudly presented by bet 365 the world's favorite sportsbook brand sign up with promo code action To get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer, bet $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets, must be 21 or older, offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Benny, as we roll on to the Tour Championship, I don't think we can move forward without looking back just for a minute because Victor Hovland put together, I'm just going to say it, At least the best nine-hole stretch that we've seen this year. I don't know. I hate being a prisoner of the moment and uh, jolting out all these superlatives like we often do uh, when something happens immediately these days. But I'm not ready to call it the best nine holes ever. But I I don't know. It was a really good back nine from Victor Hoffman. He made eight threes. He shot 28. He came from behind to win the BMW Championship.
1: Yeah, look, and it wasn't like he was chasing down a mug either. He had Scottish Sheffler just striping, putting the stripe show on, missing putts, as we've gotten accustomed to. But just phenomenal effort from Victor. Uh, He's talked all year about how he's fixed his ability to decide when to go at flags and when to make the right calls. And it was clear that at the turn he was like, okay, we're in a good spot, but now it's time to just have a crack. And he absolutely did that and then just got that putter rolling, got it hot. Um, 28, like you said, I think he got as high as 50 to 1 in the, in the live markets uh, at, at the turn. Uh, and I reckon I would have told you you were nuts if you were thinking about getting on that 50 to 1 at the time. Uh, just because you figured that Scheffler and Fitzpatrick playing those easier holes still behind him would put a gap on them. But uh, more credit to him. And of course, I'm a very big fan of Victor Hovland because his caddy is an Aussie. Shea Knight, another good win from Shay, Good stuff. Wasn't that a great bag to pick up the young stud Victor Hovland, after he came out of the amateur ranks? Uh, Let's hope they keep a partnership for many years to
0: come. I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast, but it's worth saying again, after the PGA Championship, Victor Hovland was in it till about the 70th hole of the weekend, uh, 16 on Sunday at Oak Hill, uh, wind up leaving one in the bunker and I think made a double bogey from there. I saw a different Victor Hovland in the aftermath. He was mad. He was frustrated. He wanted to get back out there. Looked like he was ready to play four more rounds at the end of that thing. Unlike the happy-go-lucky Victor that we'd seen over the previous few years, this was a Victor who just looked hungry, and and he looked ready to get back out there. Like I said, uh, go start winning golf tournaments. He won the Memorial Tournament just a few weeks after that, and of course now wins the BMW Championship. He will enter the Tour Championship this week, Two strokes behind Scotty Scheffler. There's some irony for you. Victor Hovland beats Scotty by two at the BMW championship. They immediately go to the tour championship, and Scotty currently holds a two-stroke advantage before they even start. <laughs> uh, Victor in second, John in third, Rory McElroy in fourth, Lucas Glover in fifth, and everybody else has to make a big comeback throughout the week if they would like to garner that $15 million first place prize. All right, we're gonna look at markets from both staggered scoring and non-staggered scoring. So Guys out there, keep your ears peeled for this podcast because it gets a little bit confusing with how we're doing the Tour Championship this week, but we will make it as clear as we can as we continue here on the pod. But as always, we do it every week during the PGA Tour season, playing 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everill, you're on the tee. All right, well, I'm going to stick with the, the hot hand,
1: mate. I'm going to give you my first outright choice. This is with those starting strokes. You mentioned Victor Hovland is two shots behind. Well, you can still get 5-1, to one, plus 500 of him winning this thing. So there's a little bit of value there that he can overtake Scotty Scheffler over these four rounds. Um, interestingly, enough, I'll talk some Scheffler later, but I just think that it's hard to not be at the top. We've definitely seen guys come from further back. We've seen Rory come from as many as six back. We've seen guys come from five, I think four, et cetera. Sometimes starting at the top can be tough. Uh, just behind, he's still got motivation to get going, get going early. And I think momentum has always been a big thing in these playoffs. So. With that in mind, I think that Hovland can continue. He played uh, reasonably well after that first round. And just go back to that, mate. Memphis. After the first round in Memphis, we saw that guy grinding on the range or before the first round, Hovland. He looked a million to one. A million to one to do anything. And after that big session, whatever that honesty, truth session he had, the long term, he has just gone gangbusted after that first round. Uh, Really rocketed home in Memphis. Rocketed home there at BMW. So. I'm going to I'm gonna say that given he's only two behind and he's ahead of the rest of the field, five to one, not too bad on Hovland at
0: Eastlake. Yeah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And obviously we've seen other players get hot in the playoffs and be able to step on the gas mm-hmm. pedal and keep that momentum going. So certainly makes some sense. All right, let's get to hole number two. I'm going to go with a player in Xander Shoffley who plays well at Eastlake every single year. I'm going to take him for low gross. That is essentially the low score with no staggered scoring. Benny, you're laughing. I'm guessing you might have had that as well. He is at 14-1 to for low gross this week. And over the last four years, using this new format, going in with the staggered scoring, Shoffley has been second, first, third, and sixth in low gross. Loves playing these smaller field events. And I think he loves going in with sort of a little back-to-the-wall hey, I've got to go play well because I'm starting multiple shots off the lead. He's seven back this week at three under. Doesn't have to beat Scotty in this market. All he has to do is shoot the lowest score for four days, and I like Xander to do it. Coming off, by the way, Ben, an eighth-place finish last week, his best finish in three months. Yes.
1: uh, I'm moving something forward here, and this was one of my favorite bets, if not my favorite of the entire week, and that is – Win without the handicap, Xander like 14 to 1, you just mentioned. I'm 100% on board with you. Uh, this is, you know, we talk horses for courses. This is his course. This is one for him. Uh, he clearly loves having, as you mentioned, the chip on his shoulder. I think that'll drive him. Um, well, you know, one thing I was hoping for you know, to push this even further was that he still needed to prove himself for the Ryder Cup team, but he's got that locked in. That takes mm-hmm. a little bit of the motivation. Away, I still think you'll see him run right through to the end um and yeah I, I i could see him definitely being the value play there 14 to 1 in the non in the non handicap market for
0: sure all right uh going to hole 4 see if we can stop agreeing on stuff now uh, i'm going to take with the staggered scoring and again remember we're looking at two different markets this week this one is with the staggered scoring Sun-Jay M, who's starting at 2 under 8 shots back but he is only three shots out of fifth place. I like him for a top five, get him at 10 to one this week, Benny coming off uh, finishes of sixth and seventh in his last two starts. You and I have both been waiting most of the year for Sanjay to really start popping. It feels like it's happening now. And you also just mentioned the Ryder cup in relation to Shoffley. There are 23 players in the field this week who are either American or European. Okay. Granted, Not all of them necessarily have plans to make the Ryder cup. I don't know if Adam Shank is necessarily thinking about it. I don't know if, uh, I don't know. Russell Henley is thinking, but still even in the back of their minds, Hey, if I beat everybody this week, maybe I get my way onto the team. I sort of like looking at those other seven players and going, Hey, you know what? They're just playing because they made the tour championship. And after this, they're going to get a nice rest. They can kind of leave it all out there. Uh, so Sanjay is one of those guys, we've got another guy coming up soon, but Sanjay is one of those guys who can do that, and, and it feels like he's starting to play some really good golf. Maybe some poor timing, unless he comes in first with the staggered scoring. might be some poor timing for Sanjay, that he's only playing his best golf now towards the end of the season, but going to make himself some money, 10-1, to 1, top five staggered.
1: I'm going to go on to my Sanjay Piku. He's a little bit on the nose for me because top five, I think I've selected in the last two weeks, he's been sixth and seventh. Come on, Sung what were you doing? One more, two more birdies, you would have yeah. been a winner there. But I do have a Sung in play. So for the fifth hole, I'm going to take you to a matchup, which is, or sorry, a prop bet, which is top rest of the world. And Sung three to one to just beat Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Corey Connors, Nick Taylor, Grio and Jason Day. Uh, and I think that of that, that small group, I think Sungjae's is clearly in the best form, and I think that uh, he should be able to take them down for three to one, uh, and obviously not the ten to one that you're touting. But he only has to beat those six guys, so that's my Sungjae in play, keeping up with that good form, like you mentioned. A little annoying that he didn't get that top five, but still, he's clearly playing well at the moment. So Sungjae in top rest of the world this week.
0: I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Although I'm going to go to another guy in the rest of the world. Look, Sanjay can finish top five and this guy I've got for a top 10 in the staggered scoring. Another President's Cup or sticking with that same theme that he doesn't have for the Ryder Cup pressure to worry about moving forward. But Tom Kim, another player who remember hurt his ankle in finishing share of runner up at the Open Championship just last month. He's been kind of playing through it. I, I have a feel, look, I haven't talked to Tom in about a week and a half. I have a feeling, though, that he's got to be feeling better now and sort of getting through the injury. He's played through the last couple of weeks. Plus 260 for a top 10 with the staggered scoring for Tom Kim at a golf course that should really suit his game. I can see Tom having a really good week this week, Ben.
1: Yeah, I, I love Tom. You know, it was a few times this year I gave him a wrap, and he didn't sort of come through when he was having that lull. But you're right, he's turned that around. Even with that bad ankle, he's finding some of his form and interesting he doesn't need to play in the four but you've got to assume he'll be back in vegas etc um you could see him maybe knocking off another random win uh in that section if he does play there again uh so yeah look there are a few look we talked about options and things because of the staggered start i think that's those markets your top five and top ten are where you can get the value so i'll go for the seventh hole i'll give you a top five play, just like you mentioned he's only a few out well my guy is starting, let's see here, where is he? Uh, one shot out of fit, And I'm going to say that Matt Fitzpatrick will put a little bit of the disappointment behind. He's 4-1, finishing the top five. He has right a couple of He has not necessarily been an Eastlake specialist before, but I think that how well he was hitting it for the most part last week, plus the fact he was starting to heat up with the putter uh, and, that, and the Ryder Cup thoughts ahead of him, I, I think that he's going to continue that form. And given that he only has to overtake, one guy, you know, to move into that fifth place and stay ahead of the others. I think that four to one is a pretty good value for Fitzpatrick.
0: Interesting, Ben. Fitzpatrick is more and more becoming one of those guys, and maybe the preeminent player who I want to hear his thoughts before the week starts. And I want to know exactly where his head is at, because I, I get the sense with Fitz. And again, I don't know him as well as other people know, but I get the sense with him. If he, if his head is in it, if he likes the golf course, if he likes how the scoring is, likes the setup, watch out. He's going to play some really good golf. And if he's like, Oh, kind of a birdie fest, not really my thing. It's just like, he's just not going to show up. Um, it it reminds me of a little bit. One of your mates, Australian Jeff Ogilvie, who years ago, (laughs) uh, look, he became a course designer and he probably knows more about the game. I, in fact, I know he knows more about the game than uh, I ever will. And you ever will. That said, um, for a guy who's so into course architecture and setups and design, I feel like on the weeks that it's not quite there for him, that he doesn't quite enjoy it, that you can almost scratch him off the list. So, again, when he gets to a course that he really enjoys, put him down absolutely. When it's a course that he doesn't necessarily see as to his liking for whatever reason, I think you scratch him off the list. Again, I'm not saying no to your play right there. I'm just saying I'd like to hear from him. About Eastlake, and I'm sure we go back and find it over the last couple of years. But I, I want to see some quotes from Fitzpatrick talking about Eastlake and seeing what he says.
1: So look for, look for a top five market where ties still pay in full because, as I said, he's got it. There's still some fairly big numbers ahead of him that are going to stay ahead of him. So that's one thing yeah. I'll say in these markets to shop around.
0: Speaking of shopping, getting to the eighth hole, found a matchup at Bet 365 without staggered scoring. This is just straight 72 hole low gross i i think the wrong player is favored here i'll just go out and say it they have Wyndham clark favored in a head-to-head matchup over tommy fleetwood i I just don't see it ben tommy's been top 10 in five of his last seven starts it's a course that should suit his game really there are very few that don't Wyndham's kind of hit or miss these days um but i i think fleetwood probably should be favored i will take him at even money in a matchup over Wyndham clark and it's my favorite matchup on the board, and maybe my favorite play overall. In a week that's a weird week, you're gonna have to do some digging and find some creative ways to increase your bankroll a little bit. Fleetwood over Clark is one that I can really get behind this week.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that. I really like that for many reasons. I said Fleetwood also has got Ryder Cup on the horizon, um, but Wyndham Clark's already in. He's picked. He's sort of hit his hit his Hercules, hasn't he? He, he got yeah. to that point. He's in the Tour Championship. He's going to Rome. Um, he's not likely to. I mean, he's starting at four under, so he is a chance. He'll come down to that first round for Wyndham Clark. If he doesn't sort of make some inroads, I could see him sort of just cruising from that point on. Where Fleetwood starts one behind him, but with more on his more on his plate, more more reason in my mind to to play well. So I like that absolutely. Um, you might have found a little winner there, mate. You might we might see that change before the, the kickoff. So if you're hearing us now, get on it quick. No, the whole point gone. is to
0: find a winner, Benny. Just saying. Yeah.
1: All right. So, well, I'm going to go. This is look. We're going to after we do this, we're going to like things don't stay on these net forever, right? We're going to we're going to delete this one after my ninth <laughs> hole. We're never going to we're never going to come back to this, and we're not going to revisit it at all. But uh, very rarely do I advocate fading in matchups, and I'm going to give you a player to fade, and it's going to be the lone Australian in the field. If you oh. can get anyone else against Jason Day this week, I think you're probably set for a winner. I love my man, Jace. He's an absolute superstar. He hasn't been in Eastlake in a long time, but he's starting way too far back for him to be mentally in, in the mix and put put it bluntly, like he's not that far removed from the 700th child that he's about to have. So, uh, that is coming very soon, early next month. There's a lot of that on his mind. He's almost checked out of the season. He's one of the only players in the tour championship, I think that hasn't finished in the top 40 in the first two weeks of the playoffs, uh, Uh, Essentially, Jason's going to go hammer and tong the first round. If he doesn't shoot 64-63, that might be uh, just a stroll to the finish from that point on.
0: Okay, I will fade Jason Day in just a minute, but Benny, as we make the turn here on the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast, it's time to talk a little bit about Caldera Lab and their men's skincare products. Gentlemen, first impressions matter, and if you're not taking care of your skin, people will notice, especially as you get older, like me and Ben. Yeah, fellas, I'm talking to you, (laughs) especially you, Ben. Lucky for you, though. It's not hard just don't have the right tools. That's where Caldera Lab comes in. Their products reduce the visibility of wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Show your skin who's boss and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. Now, I'm going to show you guys a couple of products here that I've been using. And quite frankly, for somebody who plays as much golf as I do, who lives in Florida, stays out in the sun way too much, you've got to get some of these products. And first, I'm going to start with the Clean Slate. The Clean Slate starts and ends your day. First thing you do, last thing you do each day. Before you, when you first get up from bed, before you go to bed. It's face wash. Leaves all skin types refreshed. That's what you need. I don't have the base layer here because it's where it's supposed to be in the bathroom. Sorry, I was using it. My bad. It's your daily moisturizer. Hydrate your skin. Jumpstart your day full of confidence. And then I got the good here. Here's the good. That's right. We all want the good, right? The good is your multifunctional serum at night. Helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. No other brand, none. Nobody else out there does this. Better yet, Caldera Lab is the only brand that cares enough about you to do this. All right, You must be bathing in that stuff, mate. You must be bathing in it. <laughs> I, I do look good, don't I? Ben? Just admit <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm 83 years old, folks. To look at like this at 83, you know, Caldera is doing their job. All right, and just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer, their best offer available anywhere. Use code links L I N K S. That's right, like links and locks. Get it at CalderaLab.com. Get 20 percent off right now. That's 20 percent off with code links at CalderaLab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words. You look younger. Ben, you certainly need some of this. We'll give you 30% <laughs> off because you need to look younger. But for everybody else, it's just 20, 20% off calderalab.com using the code LINKS, L I N K S. There you go, Benny. Love it. Just for you. <laughs> I, I'll even Brilliant. kick in a little. Maybe, maybe I'll send you a little of the good. What do you think? You need some good uh, coming I said,
1: I said. I said, clearly, you've been bathing in it, so I might have to do the same. <laughs>
0: All right, let's get to the DAC-9 here on the Links and Locks podcast. Hole number 10. Uh, You said to fade Jason Day, and I'm going to do just that. I've got a group at Bet365, the Group E, where I am going to take actually the longest-priced player in the group, Sam Burns, at plus 450. We all know Sam Burns loves putting on Bermuda Greens, Southeast-type guy, Southeast Golf Course. It just kind of fits this week. He's in a group with Siwoo Kim, Jordan Spieth, Terrell Hatton, and yes, Jason Day. He's got to beat the four of those guys. Uh, Siwoo Kim, haven't seen a whole lot from him lately. Jordan Spieth, not a great record at East Lake, at least not over the last couple of years. Terrell Hatton, if you saw the video, Ben, cover your ears. I know you're a tour employee. It was fantastic where our guy Tom Alter from the tour is trying to explain to Hatton all the permutations of how he could get into the tour championship and just he, he was frustrated just wasn't having it. And then Jason Day's the last one. You just told us to fade him, so I'm taking Sam in Group E.
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, you know, again, to very outside chance at Ryder Cup, but enough motivation to try to go at it uh, as well. So he's got reason to push himself all the way to the end and not show, not put up the give up meter. You know, like every player has a give up meter at some point uh, when they, know they can't win, and it's the ones that grind at the finish uh, that will be essentially turning heads at the last minute if they can. Uh, Speaking of that Ryder Cup and the guy who might desperately need to have a big week, uh, I saw top 10. This is with the staggered stars. He's starting well back, but a top 10 at plus 280 for Keegan Bradley. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is going to want to desperately, desperately prove himself this week. I think he's not on the plane, to be 100% honest. He's not going to be picked unless he does something pretty special this week to put his name back in the mix. But he's the type of guy that will desperately try hard and go right to the finish. Just to prove to Zach Johnson that I'm in form, I'm still. I never give up. I can be your guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 280 for a top ten Keegan Bradley, I thought, was potential value just based on the last seven holes. If he's 11th, he's going to try to get to fifth. He's not going to give it up.
0: Yep. Yep. I tend to agree with that. Uh, and and I hope it's a good week for Keegan. I hope, if nothing else, Keegan forces the hand of Zach Johnson. I, quite frankly, and I've been asked these questions a lot over the last couple of weeks. And they're two completely different questions. Who do you think Zach Johnson is going to pick and who should mm-hmm. Zach Johnson pick? I don't know if I have Keegan Bradley on the first list of what I think Zach will do. If it was the second list of what I think he should do, Keegan might be on my team. I, I love his right. fire. I love his passion, love his intensity. And I know that he would show up and play some good golf and robe if he was chosen. So uh, that's going to be a very difficult decision. All right. Getting to the 12th hole. I've got two Max Homa holes coming up. I know usually we like to spread it around, but only 30 guys in the field. We can't bet on everybody out there this week. So I've got two different ways to bet Homa. The first one, look, again, this is one where take it with a grain of salt. I, I'm going for a big number here. Max Homa with the staggered start. He's starting at four under. He's six shots back. With the staggered start, he's 100 to one, Ben. Now, He's got to go low. Uh, I mean just just to pass Scotty Scheffler. We're looking at him e- even to chop that first round leader play. He's got to beat Scotty by 6. Can Max Homa go out and shoot 62 and Scheffler shoots 68-69 and Victor Hovland shoots somewhere in the 67-68 range? Yeah, and Rory shoots 67. I mean, yeah, it's it's a possibility and at 100 to 1, I'm willing to take a chance on Max Homa. Going out there and having a really good, really low first round.
1: Oh, this is first round. You had me scrambling there, man. I was like, 100 to 1 to win this thing. Get me on it. First uh, round. You're talking about that first round leader, Okay, well, that, that'll, that'll put me straight to where I need to go. I'm going to go into that market as well then. Uh, you mentioned I'm going to go back to a player I've already mentioned. Uh, but my first round leader to overcome just two shots is Victor mm-hmm. Hovland. I think at plus 360, again, there's a slight bit of value there. Uh, he's the hot hand at the moment we've seen notoriously the player at 10 under seems to sort of have that slow start. It's almost like they're not used to it. They're trying to figure out how to play. Do I play conservative? Do I play my normal game? Do I go after it? What do I do? Uh, I can see Sheffler not playing bad on day one, but just, you know, relatively good. If that makes sense. Like I could easily see him do a 67 and, and yet have Hovland put up a 65 or 64. So, uh, I think that there's a slight bit of value there on the guy running second as we start. Pavlin first round leader, plus 360, I think I saw. Uh,
0: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, I'm going to go back to my uh, other Homa play for the 14th hole. Uh, at Bet365, they have the player finishing position bets. And Max Homa is listed with the staggered scoring as ninth or better. Max Homa is starting out in a share of sixth place.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's right.
0: already, I, I mean, if everyone stays right where they are, he's already cashed in the bet. We're getting him at minus 120, essentially to only drop three spots. I actually think he takes a little bit of a run at this thing. I, I do think it's going to be a very good week for Max Homa. I can see him playing some good golf at East Lake this week and cruising towards the Ryder Cup where he already clinched a spot. That should be, uh, like you said about Xander earlier, a nice little weight off his shoulders moving forward. So I'm absolutely buying Homa at ninth with the staggered scoring, ninth or better, at minus 120 this week, Then.
1: Yeah, I'm, okay. just, I'm just trying to remember. I was looking over my shoulder. Correct me if I'm wrong. He had a slow start last year, at, but then blitzed it from then on. He might have shot 62 in the second round last year. And You're absolutely right. 71, well. 62,
0: 66, yeah. 66, finished in fifth place overall.
1: Right. So, like, yeah, you get rid of that sort of ho-hum first round last year, and he was one of the hot hands. Yep. So he clearly can go low on this course. Uh, so I don't mind that at all. But I'm going to give you the 15th hole my long shot with the staggered start. I've mentioned him already. I'm going back to the well. 30-1, to one, Xander Schopladder overcomes seven shots. Uh, I think if you are looking for someone to make a move and still get some some big value, uh, Xander, as I said, I think he's going to win the, 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 the flat marker without the handicap, without the start. Uh, and if he can do that by plenty, then he might just find himself in the mix. Of course, he absolutely needs to have a, a really good first round. He must make some headway on Sheffler and Hovland and Rory each day, at least a shot or two. Uh, so he has to hit the ground running. I think he can do that. I think he's just the type that he'll be sitting there thinking, no one's thinking about me. No one thinks I can win. No one's okay. giving me a chance. 30 to one, who are they kidding? Uh, he's the type of guy that could get after it and have a crack. So if you are, if you, if you don't want to steer there at the start, with the, uh, if you don't want the, the short price favorites and you're looking for someone who can give you a bit of a lottery uh, result, I think Xander is your pick.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do like that, Benny. Uh, You mentioned fading Jason Day earlier. I understand that. I'm going to find a guy to fade as well. And that guy is a guy who's already won twice in the last month, Lucas Glover. Look, I I love everything about Lucas Glover. Um, You know, one of the great quotes on the PGA Tour. We've gotten a chance to uh, have him in front of some cameras and microphones recently, which has been a treat for us. But Lucas Glover comes in in fifth place playing his sixth straight week and ninth of his last 10 at 43 years old, at some point he's going to hit the wall. And I'm not advocating for him to not make the Ryder cup team. I'm not saying anything he's done recently. Like, Oh man, you know, he, he didn't show up or anything. He actually had a pretty good week last week after coming off two straight victories. So I look, I, I hope he plays better than I am betting on, but I am in the player finishing position market on bet three, six, five selling Lucas Glover, I'm taking him for 12th or worse at minus 120, using the staggered start. He starts in fifth place, but he's only two out of 12th, I believe. So you know, it's not that much of a far cry to believe that, you know, he shoots a couple of even par rounds, and all of a sudden he will tumble down that leaderboard, Ben.
1: Yeah, your, your, your point that's the most important one there is just how much golf he's had to play and how much mental load and stress. And it's not like the last few weeks have been easy either. They've been hot. Sweaty, stinky, like draining weeks. Yep. and Atlanta is always that sort of draining heat as well. So uh, age can become a factor in that. Look, he'll he'll want to play well. He'll want to sort of give ZJ that last push uh, to potentially make the Ryder Cup. But there's a lot of younger stallions right behind him and th- that have you know good reason to be there as well. So I can understand that play absolutely. Uh, which what brings me to the seventeenth hole and. Yep. It pains me for this to be my number one pick. Absolutely, I I don't have any joy in saying this, but I think your outright winner is going to be the outright favourite. Plus 130, I think you have to get him at Scotty Scheffler. He's starting at 10 under. Here's the deal. He is in the top five of just about every stat you can imagine on the PGA Tour this year. He really should have won last week. It took something absolutely crazy special to beat him. And let, Let me just put it to you this way. The reason why Scheffler hasn't won a lot of his events recently is because he's 145th in stroke game putting, right? He's given up a putt here, a, a putt there, and he's lost because of that. Well, this week, he's starting with a two-shot lead over the first guy and three shots over the next and four shots over the next guy. So just by law of averages, if he hits it as well as he has been and still putts as bad as he has been, then it's going to take something extremely special for someone to overtake him. Uh, if he putts even just half-decent, He's going to be very difficult. To win. I, I'm using the revenge theme here. I feel like he's got revenge on his mind for last year with with Rory taking him down. Like No one expected that to happen. He's got revenge on his mind from last week because I think he felt he was pretty much cruising and then all of a sudden he was kicked into gear. And that, that 3 part was disastrous on the 17th, I'll say that. But I think part of that was because of the jolt that he hadn't even been thinking about anyone else being in the mix apart from the bloke he was playing with in Fitzpatrick. And it just caught him off guard enough I think from this point on, he'll, he'll have his wits about him. He's been trying to get ready for this week the whole way through. been trying to peak for this week. Uh, I, wanna, I don't necessarily want to be right sometimes when it <laughs> comes to chalk, but I just feel like, uh, you know, Sheffler's going to tee and green them to death, and somebody is going to have to put lights out to catch him.
0: Benny, uh, as I get to the 18th hole, I, I've been very critical of you over the past year making such chalky picks, going with favorites, playing short numbers. I hate it. (laughs) Give me a good long shot. Give me a lottery ticket. I want to win something on a big number. Yeah. All of that said, my 18th all, my favorite bet this week with the staggered scoring, Scotty Scheffler to win the FedEx Cup. (laughs) It's going to happen. Come on. I I actually really like this one. I mean, look, I get it. Betting a player to win a golf tournament at plus 130, plus 140, sounds ridiculous betting the number one player in the world at that number when he's starting at 10 under for the week doesn't sound that ridiculous I mean essentially Scotty Scheffler is sort of like if you were betting a football team that's uh you know a three-point dog betting them on the money line and so you start thinking about it in those terms with football season coming up and you go yeah okay actually that kind of makes sense I kind of like that Scheffler as you mentioned last year had a five-shot lead going into the final round, wound up losing by one because Rory went on a run, and he just kind of stopped making birdies. I don't think that happens two times in a row. And if you recall, in the three previous years of this format, before last year, the number one player who started at 10 under won each of those years. And so mm-hmm. I, there's some history. There was Rory. It was DJ. It was Cantley, those three years. There's history. I think Scotty's learned from what happened last year. Nine top fives in his last 13 starts, dating back to his most recent victory at the Players. Guess what? If you had started Scotty Scheffler at 10 under in those nine tournaments, he'd have nine <laughs> more wins right now. That's no, how good that's he exactly. is. Uh, you, you give him that kind of lead, uh, nobody's going to catch him. So I do like Scotty Scheffler this week. I get that it's a short number. Look, I don't hate the idea of give it a day or two, give it till yeah. Friday. Maybe late Friday, early Saturday. uh, See where he falls to. Maybe somebody early makes a run and ties him up, and you go, okay. Well, it was plus one thirty, plus one forty. Now I can get him at plus one seventy five, and he hasn't really done anything wrong yet. I I think Scotty Scheffler makes a really nice live play later in the tournament, Ben.
1: That's a hundred percent where I was going to get to. I think that if you, for whatever reason, don't want the one thirty, you just wait. Just let him get through that first round, and if he just He'd probably shoot, as I said, 67. 60. He might get. He might have Rory or Hovland right there with him. He might even have someone in front of him by a shot. And that's when you're going to get the value because they've already almost had to shoot their shot out of the gates. He'll be able to come out a little bit, uh, you know, with with a little bit more energy uh, kept in the tank as he goes through this. That's what being at the top has done for him. And look, what, that two shots, I think the last two weeks, uh, he's lost 2.2 maybe strokes in strokes game putting over two tournaments. Well, he's two shots ahead already. Yeah. So even like you know, he just it's just too much. Now, if it was two shots over the whole field, I might be a little bit less, you know. But it's two shots over one guy. It's three shots over the next, four over the next, yeah. five over the next. It's just there's just too many obstacles for the rest of those guys. And like the only way, honestly, the only way Sheffler doesn't win this is if he continues to putt absolutely terrible and all of a sudden can't hit the fairway. Like if for whatever reason his his driver just decides to. Go, which it hasn't done at all this season. Uh, then he, you know, if he's trying to putt for pars instead of birdies, then we've got a problem. But I don't see that happening. Um, and like, we haven't mentioned one guy. I don't know we've done here, but neither of us went Rory. now he's the guy that's won three of these. He has come from big deficits before, uh, but as much as he's played well in the last two weeks, all it's done for me is show me that he's in that. Frame of mind where he's probably going to finish third again. Like he's gonna, he's going to be contending without actually contending, and uh, that's what I'm expecting from him. Yeah, and no I, one's ever won it back to back. So no yeah. one's ever won it back to back.
0: Yeah. By the way, I also think there's a better chance scotty's putter gets hot than his driver yes. and irons go cold. I mean, honestly, like, like really, for as much as we talk about, hey, he hasn't putted that well this year. The ball striking tee to green has been so good that literally it would it would surprise me more if he just stopped playing well to the green, then if he started yep. putting well, like I almost expect him to putt well at some point. I mean, it's, it's not going to continue forever that he doesn't putt well. And when he does start putting well, watch out. Cause it's going to be yeah. really good for Did you know this for as well as Victor Hovlin played on Sunday, Scotty Scheffler actually gained more strokes with his irons in that (laughs) final round of the BMW championships. You're looking at like, wow, that was an historic round, but from Victor Hovland shot 61. He made a ton of threes. Unbelievable. Scotty Scheffler actually hit the ball better with the scoring clubs. Just didn't make nearly as many putts as Victor Hovland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's, I I hate sort of going into the hype train here, but like his ball striking numbers have been Tiger like this year, like Tiger Prime, like just the, the he just has not been able to make the putts that Tiger would have made. And it, if if Tiger had had these numbers back then, he would have won nine times in the season. <laughs> like yeah. it would have been an absolute schmozzle for everybody else. And they're really lucky. The tour, the other players on tour, could thank their lucky stars that Sheffler's putter has remained where it is because we'd be talking about one of the all time great seasons had it not.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. One more reminder. The Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. We did it. We got through it. The final... Links and Locks Best Bets podcast of the entire 2022 23 PGA Tour season. Ben Averill, it's been a blast. I appreciate you hanging with me all these hours, all these podcasts. We'll do it again soon enough. We've got uh, the Fortnite Championship starting back up in three weeks, the Ryder Cup at the end of next month. Cannot wait to get back out there and do this again. But we appreciate everyone listening every week during the PGA Tour season. Remember, you can find our podcast. Wherever you find your favorite podcast, down download, subscribe, rate, and listen every week during the PGA Tour season or during what's in between PGA Tour seasons, as will be uh, in a couple of weeks for the fall portion of uh, the PGA Tour schedule. For Ben Everall, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all of your bets for this week's Tour Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you,